2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. True Hauntings is a Human
1: Labs original podcast.
3: Since her first supposed haunting in 1970, this allegedly evil doll has been blamed for demonic possession, a slew of violent attacks and at least two near-death experiences. In recent years, the true stories of Annabelle have even inspired a series of horror films.
4: But just how much of Annabelle's story is real? Is the real Annabelle doll truly a vessel for a demonic spirit in search of a human host, or is she simply a child's toy used
3: as a prop for wildly profitable ghost stories? This week, we are looking at the infamous Annabelle the doll. I'm Renata Daniel. And I'm Anne Rekovic. And we welcome you to True
4: Hauntings
1: evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings.
3: Renata, we've had a load of exciting things happen over the last week or so, haven't we?
4: Yes, we actually announced the live Naughty and Nice Tarot
3: show. It went online and it sold out within 24 hours. Yeah, it was just amazing. It went like bang, gone. They've approached us for another sitting, which we've given them the date that went up last night. And that has just about sold out as well. It will probably be sold out by the time this goes to air, but thank you, guys so much for supporting that and, and coming to see us live. Yes, we
4: are truly, truly thankful for all the local people that have put their hands up and their hands into their pockets to reach for their credit cards and purchase a ticket. Now, the exciting news is that if this goes really well, and we're sure it will, We are heading out of our little space in the world. We're going out of our little hidey hole. And we may be coming to a spot near you. So if you think you would love to take part in the Naughty and Nice Tarot Show, send us a message and we might see what we can do and head to your township or city.
3: Yes, so we're looking at the major locations throughout Australia first, but if you want to get an idea of what the Naughty and Nice Tarot show is about, pop over to the Anne and Renata Frightfully Good page and on a Thursday night at 8.30pm. You will see us go live doing our, oh, as I like to say, no bullshit tarot readings. And I read naughty oracle cards and I have no skill whatsoever and I'm in there for the laugh. Mm.
4: She has no filter
3: either. Yeah, I so. have no filter. Yeah. If, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't it's- like swear words, don't come. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> now, what else is going on? We've also had our new YouTube series launch. Mm-hmm. Well, two of them actually by the yeah. time this Goes to air. We've got our ghost hunters react, and that has gone off smashingly well. People are asking to see more of those, so we've we've got an episode coming out every week on a Thursday, and it does get funnier and funnier. <laughs> it really does. It gets more and more inappropriate too. Some of those <laughs> clips. Wow. Oh, and then today, by the time this goes to air, we have what is it? The- it's, it's like a visual taste. It's of for you true guys. Hauntings for our True Hauntings fan. It yeah. is the accompaniments series where you get to see us talking and we sort of go through our our oh, best favorite moments of each episode, but you get some visuals with it as well, which oh, is the great. The guys have done an awesome job, haven't they? they Putting have. it together, we look like we're in a big professional library. And we've got our notes, and they put up all this stuff that shows that we've researched. And it's like, oh, we look a bit
4: special. Mm. Well, <laughs> we actually have researched. We have anyway. a lot, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I'm surrounded by paperwork mm-hmm. continually, mm-hmm. but it's been fun because I love digging. Because the more you dig, the more you find out about some of these stories. And today is a good example. Yeah, let's just say lots
3: of things. Oh, I'm gonna have some people hate us after yeah. this one. I think. lots of things change when you start to dig in. But, you know, all we can do is relate the information we have found. That's right. And then we can give you our opinion on what we think is going on. But essentially it comes down to you guys to work out whether this was a true haunting or not. So today, the infamous Annabelle. Let's get to it. During the six weeks the doll Annabelle was in the apartment, Lou started experiencing recurring nightmares. One dream in particular confirmed his dislikes and fears about Annabelle. After falling into a very deep sleep, Lou had what could be called an out-of-body experience. He remembered seeing himself wake up and feeling like something was terribly, terribly wrong. He looked around the room in his dream state, and everything seemed normal. But then, he saw it. At the foot of his bed was the Annabelle doll, and it was moving toward him. Fear washed over him as he watched Annabelle glide up his body, move over his chest, and finally stop at his neck the doll moved its arms out to either side of Lou's neck and started to strangle him. Lou thrashed and writhed in agony as he tried to push the doll away, but it was like trying to push away a concrete wall. The cloth raggedy and doll simply wouldn't budge. Lou struggled until he finally passed out. The next morning, the doll was gone and other than a horrifying memory, there was no evidence that anything out of the ordinary had occurred. Lou was certain that what he experienced had not been a dream, and it only made him more adamant to convince Donna to get rid of Annabelle. It seemed to make Annabelle's resolve stronger, too. Shortly after the dream incident, Lou was at the women's apartment going over some last-minute details with Angie regarding a trip he was taking in the morning. It was about 11pm when the two of them heard noises coming from Donna's room. Maybe someone had broken in, they thought. Lou crept towards the closed bedroom door and waited until the noises stopped and then threw the door open and turned on the light. No one was there, except for Annabelle, and she was laying haphazardly in a corner. Lou walked into the room for a closer look at things when he suddenly had the distinct feeling that someone was behind him. He turned and then doubled over in pain as something hot and sharp cut across his torso. Hearing his yells, Angie ran in and saw him clutching his chest, his shirt torn and blood running through his fingers. She guided him back to the living room and inspected Lou's wounds. She couldn't believe her eyes. Claw marks. Three vertical and four horizontal. Were scratched across Lou's chest as clear as day. Annabelle had finally drawn blood. Uh, let's
4: get one thing straight right from the very beginning. Oh, geez,
3: we've got a warning to start <laughs> with. Okay.
4: Yes, don't let Annabelle out of her glass cabinet. Oh, ever.
3: no. No, never touch Annabelle. Ever.
4: But the Annabelle we are talking about is very different from the Annabelle that I bought this afternoon. And <gasps> Have you got the of- real Annabelle? <laughs> I do.
3: Oh, you and a thousand million <laughs> other know, people. I know, right? But mine's special. <laughs> of course it's special, <laughs> Renata. <laughs> of course it is.
4: and It's very different to the Annabelle that we see in the Conjuring movies and that's the Annabelle that I've got. Oh, so you got the Raggedy Ann doll. No, 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 I've got. I've the got movie, the porcelain. Annabelle. Yes, I've got the porcelain mm, is one. Is she a big one or a little no, one? No, she's kind of, no, she's small, thank oh, God. Okay. I don't think I could have driven anywhere with a real size. Annabelle, they do sell them, though. They do
3: because Sylvia's got one. And they're like
4: $10,000 or something. Not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, dear, you have? But there's to be... a lot of
3: artwork gone
5: into oh, them. Oh,
4: yes, of course. It would take a lot to create one, and I don't. I don't begrudge the price at all. But goodness gracious, you'd have to have, you know a true love of Annabelle,
2: <laughs>
3: which I don't. Dolls. <laughs> and we know it, that Christy, our PA, just loves dolls. Mm,
4: yes. So when the warning on the case says positively, do not open. I wonder whether we could just actually use that for this podcast episode. Positively, do not open this podcast episode.
3: You may get haters.
4: <laughs> you may find out things about Annabelle that you didn't know before. So let's go back to the very beginning and it is the 1970s, allegedly. Okay, I'm going to put allegedly in front of everything here.
3: Wasn't it in the 70s that you got your seniors card? <laughs>
4: Came really quickly, oh, I it did. came in really quickly with that one in the first <laughs> five minutes of my segment. Thank you so much. Oh, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Oh, don't you worry about that. <laughs> and we're dealing with a young girl called Donna or Deidre, depending on where the story oh, is. Oh. So apparently, in some stories, she's actually called Deidre. Oh, I didn't know that. But let's go with Donna because I think that's that's yeah. the the main name, and she's just about to turn twenty eight. so her mother decides that wouldn't it be a wonderful idea to get a doll for what? her for her twenty eight year old twenty eight year
3: old Now look, don't laugh because I know that Veronica and Sophia collect dolls, and they're, they're they're around the same age, or one of them is, and they love their dolls. So don't you go picking on them? No, of course they do. It's a and they different.
4: Love- they do have a humongous do. doll
3: museum at, at Juni. Monte Cristo. Juni, go check it out. It's pretty
4: bloody creepy. There's- so that's kind of, oh, you should go see the, the nun. nun that's there. <laughs> <laughs> you will never sleep again. We'll have
3: to put a photo up of that.
4: Oh, But, yes, of course, Yes. But what she gets is the Raggedy Ann doll, the one that is safely in the cabinet.
3: And I used to love those stories, the the Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy. Mm -hmm. My parents used to read me those bedtime stories all the time, and they were beautiful. As long with Holly Hobby. Do you remember Holly Hobby? I'm sure those, they're not politically correct anymore, no. either of those. No, they're not. But, <laughs> I mean, I remember raspberry shortcake. Don't forget that as well. <laughs> oh, My. we're going down a rabbit hole now.
4: <laughs> oh, we are. Let's not go there or our listeners will have to pour a drink before we get any That's further. Okay. do it anyway. But Donna got this present, you see, and she actually loved the doll. The thing, though, was that she did not live alone. She had a roommate, a buddy that was living uh, with her in their rental. Hmm, Angie, Angie, and the problem was that Donna would sit this doll in the bedroom mm-hmm. or in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they didn't. Oh, have in the Angie's same, bedroom. No, in her bedroom, in Donna's bedroom. Right. I'm assuming they didn't have the same bedroom, but they were nurses. Yeah. So they would be in and out all the time, and it wouldn't surprise me if there was one of them asleep and the other was at work and vice yeah, she'd versa. Working all, the and all time. that. Yeah, So shift work or as the shift workers would say, shit work. But anyway, let's go on. So everything seemed to be okay to begin with and the doll in all the time that it was there was only there for six weeks so, the whole drama lasted six weeks, But the weird stuff started to happen literally within days of the doll being there, mm. which is really strange. Now, she was from a thrift shop, or was she from a they call it a hobby store, so I don't mm. know whether it was something maybe what- maybe some of our uh, American listeners might be able to clarify what the hobby store is. Mm.
3: She certainly does look new. She didn't look like she had been... Not, not, not a used doll? A used doll. Nobody, would have, one of my used teddy bears, because I used to put them up to my nose and rub them on the, my nose and suck my fingers at the same time. <laughs> so it would have been drool all over mine.
4: So the thing that started to happen and what started to become very strange was that the doll would be placed in one position before Donna left for work. And when she would come home, she would find the doll in a slightly different position. So the arms might be crossed or the legs might be crossed, but she didn't leave the doll in that position, Mm. which was really weird. And so she would tell her roommate about this and then they started testing the doll and they would actually take note of how they left the doll and then when they came back from work they would see that the doll was in fact not only in a different position, but sometimes in different places around the bedroom. Oh, that's so creepy. That was really weird. But Angie had a boyfriend. All oh, right, Lou. And the moment Lou came into the rental and saw that doll, he decided he did not like it.
3: So a grown man didn't like the doll. Well, you know, a little bit weird.
4: Yeah. yeah. Things seemed to escalate once Lou had said that he really didn't like the doll at all.
3: And once again, this is all just over a six week period. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So these weird things started to happen within the first few weeks. Just like Amateurville was only over four weeks, mm. four to five weeks. The next thing that they discovered were little pieces of paper left
4: around with notes on them. Oh. And they were on parchment paper, which was not to be found anywhere in the rental property. So they didn't have parchment paper and they didn't have crayons or pencils that were used to scribe these notes. Mm -hmm. But guess what was written on the notes? What? Please tell me. Help us (gasps) and help Lou. Oh. that's a bit weird. So, of course, this made the women specifically very, very
3: uneasy. But there's nothing there that is actually spooky sounding apart from help us, help Lou. Yeah, but you've got these two women living. Oh, it's the 70s as well. Yeah,
4: mostly by themselves in a flat. Mm -hmm. They're in and out from the hospital. Mm -hmm. They're probably sleep deprived. They're probably, you know, not eating properly. All the the things that young people do when they're trying to scrape by when they're working and they're that young. So they kind of begin to think that possibly someone's breaking in. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they're starting to look around for scratch marks and maybe you know indentations in the window, of some someone trying to get in or the door or whatever. Unless they're being logical about it, yeah. And so they're 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 getting they're getting really really upset, and then they think, well, maybe someone's playing a prank on them. Yeah, now that that would be an awful thing to do.
3: And that's what comes to my mind straight away: is somebody playing a prank on them? Yes, yeah.
4: Now. One night they come back from work and they find the doll back on Donna's bed where it belongs. but so this is this is kind of the third thing that happens, but when they really take a good look at the doll, they find that the doll has what looks like a red markings on it. Oh, blood. And they think that it's blood. And so the blood is on or the red markings are on its hand and there are three little drops of blood on its chest. Mm. So now they're really getting upset about all of this. So they, they call in a medium. Not an extra large, a medium. A medium. And the medium comes into the building, sits down, and tells the girls that the name of the spirit that is working through the doll is Annabelle Higgins, and Annabelle Higgins died on the property just after it was built. And she goes on to say that Annabelle is still there in spirit form and she's chosen to be with the girls because they understand What this spirit feels like. She's feeling really happy because the girls are in and out, things are happening, they're really empathic girls, Donna and Angie, both being nurses, and so this spirit feels content to be there. That's what Annabelle tells them through the medium anyway. Well, that sounds okay. Mm -hmm. So after that, they refer to the doll as Annabelle. Now, it doesn't really say, or the stories that I have read don't tell me whether the medium came back, or whether anything else was told to them about the doll. Just that the doll likes being there, and there's a spirit that lives in the doll, and which is really interesting. Okay, let's look at it this way. So when Mum buys the doll, she buys it from a thrift store or a, a hobby, hobby store. store. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the building. So the spirit hasn't come with the doll. No. The spirit enters the doll Mm. once it is in the apartment or the the rental that Mm -hmm. the girls Mm -hmm. have.
3: So this this is interesting. And I've got notes on that about Mm -hmm. what certain investigators said about that too. Mm -hmm. Well,
4: let's not go there yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the doll is called Annabelle and now, you know, all happy families, everything's fine, but Still, Angie's boyfriend, fiance, Lou, doesn't like this doll.
3: And it's got to be all about Lou.
4: hmm Lou falls asleep in the apartment. Yes, and that's what our soundscape is. hmm
3: mm. And
4: he suddenly wakes up to feel that there is something terribly wrong. And when he looks around, he sees that the room looks normal, everything's fine. But at the foot of the bed is the Annabelle doll staring at him. Now, I don't know at this point in time whether I would be hysterically laughing or so afraid that I would poop my pants <laughs> because there is a Raggedy Ann doll staring with her beady eyes. <laughs> But it gets worse, right? It gets worse because the raggedy Ann doll doesn't stay down at the end of the bed. Oh no! It starts to climb up ooh, ooh. onto Lou. It's climbing and up his body in bed, up to his neck, and goes hello,
3: Lou. Puts Are you in the mood? Its hands around his Get, neck. Thank you for putting neck. I was getting worried there. And thank you.
4: starts to choke it. Him starts to choke him. <laughs> My
3: goodness graciously. Oh, dear Renata, it's I wish you'd finish I wish you finish sentences quicker. It's <laughs> terrifying.
4: It's terrifying. I'm sorry, listeners, I apologize profusely.
3: You more- <laughs> don't want to know what choking <laughs> it means for some people. Just keep going, Renata. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this week's (laughs) episode of True Hauntings, brought to you by the Giggling Gerties. Uh,
4: And anyway, he tries to pull this horrid doll off him, and the more he pulls, the
1: the harder it gets.
4: (laughs) I had to
3: finish it. I I didn't mean that. It just came out naturally. (laughs) This (laughs) is serious. Stop talking. (laughs) It's
4: serious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Anyway>.
3: <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway. anyway. We'll listen back to that later. We'll laugh. It'll all be good. I hope you're all laughing with us. Sometimes she just gets her words a little muddled and it just comes out <laughs> I'm really wrong. No, that was fabulous, Renata. Thank you for the laugh. I've cleared all my lungs out now.
4: So after all of this and he ends up throwing the doll off his chest and um, across uh, into a wall he sort of comes to, as it were, mm. out of his fright mm. and he thinks, well, maybe it was a dream. Yeah, Maybe, maybe. he had hallucinated it. Maybe. Maybe. <sighs> maybe it was an out-of-body experience. But it was about 11 o'clock at night on this particular instance and, of course, then at that stage Donna and Angie come home from work and so he retells the story. Did they laugh as much as we just did? (laughs) (laughs) No. He feels that there's some heat under his T-shirt and so they look – under his t shirt, and they see claw marks on his chest, three vertical and four horizontal. Did yeah, I just you said. To know, did they want to play tic tac toe or something mm. on him? And these had been scratched into his chest, obviously, while Annabelle the doll was up upon him. And of course, he swears black and blue that he had never done, you know, he wouldn't have done this to himself. There's no reason why um, they shouldn't trust him, all of this sort of stuff. And so they call in. Uh, a priest, Father Lawrence. Oh, of course. And so Father Lawrence comes along, he listens to everything that has been said about Annabelle. Get choked by Annabelle as well? I don't know. <laughs> um, let's not go there. <laughs> and, and so they tell him about Annabelle moving around, all the strange messages on the parchment, the spirit contact with the medium, and then lose cuts on his body. And, of course, he believes all of them because they're is absolutely no reason why he shouldn't other than to look at Annabelle the doll and go, okay, that's a little bit weird.
3: So he was the first person to really go there is something untoward going on here. Mm-hmm. I mean they're, they've, they're worried about Lou who's had the dream and it's all of a sudden got their scratches but it's mm-hmm. the priest that's Raised the red flag, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Now, I don't know why
4: and how Father Lawrence gets onto Ed and Lorraine Warren. But he does, so whether they're living in the same township or whether they know of each other. Maybe the same neighbourhood. Or whether there's something strange
3: in your (laughs) Uh, neighbourhood. Or whether
4: the demonologists have done a really good job at advertising, but he calls them in and, of course, the Warrens accept the case. Of course. They meet Donna, Angie and Lou and it doesn't take long for the Warrens to to conclude that, yes, there is a spirit in the doll. Let me guess. It's a demon. It is. It's something inhuman. Of course. And it is demonic. Of course. Now, even though the little girl has been named Annabelle Higgins, they say that it is impossible for a spirit to inhabit. Okay, you just take all my notes. You an go animate for it. An object <laughs> like a doll. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that can be and to do this sort of thing must be something unnatural. Mm -hmm. So they start to look around, get some more information. They recommend that an exorcism is done and that a priest is called in and they call Father Edward in. So this is another priest, Father Edward. The
3: Warrens explain what's going on. And let me guess did the exorcism work? No. Mm. No. Yet no. again, we, we've many cases we've looked at now, they'll do an exorcism on something and it doesn't work. But
4: Father Edward really believes everything that the Warrens are saying. Of course. And, you know, he he says stuff like, this is the nature of inhuman spirit. It's negative. It enjoys inflicting pain. And to make matters worse, the women called in a medium, which allegedly Father Edward would kind of think that the medium awoke The spirit. Oh, oh,
3: we're going to blame the medium. The medium. The medium was the the, you know
4: the the connection, the battery that made this spirit in this doll awake.
3: Well, I mean, she did give it a name. Yes, and then once you give something a name and you start to call it by that name, you almost imbue it with energy. Mm -hmm. But it's what you put into it. Yes. So are they putting good stuff into it, which is what they were doing at first, putting all good stuff into it, loving it, being empathetic towards it? And it was only Lou that had the negativity towards the doll and it was Lou that got the scratches. Mm -hmm. So whatever he's putting into it, he's getting back. Long story short,
4: Ed and Lorraine Warren decide to take the doll away and so ends the drama for Donna, Angie and Lou. And they then, on the way back from the apartment, from Mm -hmm. from the rental, in their car, have an almost very, very bad accident where the brakes fail. Yeah. And one of the stories says that Ed pulls over and douses the doll with holy water Mm -hmm and does a quickie exorcism on it and apparently everything calms down, yep. just enough for them to get the doll in and lock it away somewhere. Yeah. And who was witness to all of that? Possibly no one. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Hmm.
4: Oh, boy. Mm. So that's kind of the the original story of it all. Of course, as time has progressed and Annabelle has been seen for many years inside a glass cabinet in the Warren Museum, many, many stories have come through because of that one incident and... um, Before you get on to sort of the ghost stories, of course, there is another story of one young gentleman that comes into the museum and starts to bang on the glass cabinet. Okay,
3: yep, go for
4: it. That's all my notes done. No, no, (laughs) just just
3: very quickly and, yeah, whatever happens to him, I'll let you say that. bless you, Renata, for Um, looking at the history of the doll and not reporting (laughs) on all the paranormal phenomena. (laughs) Um,
4: So she's now in a special cabinet in the... Warren Museum that's where that's where we we've dropped it off where we finished off
5: so go from there my darling If you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: So I'm going to be looking more at the question marks around Annabelle and the actual haunting and the story, I would like to read a quote for you from Lloyd Orbach, who I just love to death. Very logical, funny, educated man who is a parapsychologist. He has a degree in psychology and has done the extra unit as the parapsychology, which just means other, other psychology. The Warrens also have called themselves parapsychologists and again have included some of the occultish overtones in their definition of what they do. They are more properly demonologists, since they seem to be fighting their main battle not against our general ignorance about the nature of psychic phenomena, but against the influence of Satan and other demonic agencies. Now, that's from his book, ESP Hauntings and Poltergeists. It's a chapter on the Amityville. So... I strongly advise reading that book. It is amazing. Now, in a little bit more reading, I did find the quote where they say they are demonologists and it said they are self-proclaimed demonologists. So that doesn't mean they've gone and done their weekend course or anything like that. They just have said, we are demonologists and that's it. And you have to go with... Their, their word on that. The gorgeous Lorraine is a light trance medium. So she goes into a light trance and will tell you what is happening. But there is actual no proof as to what she is saying. And then the, the whole movie has come out as well. Now, the movie itself is completely different. It's a, almost a different storyline to what actually happened. Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: They they have layered things on thick. And you know why? Because I think once the doll was placed into the cabinet at the Warren
3: Museum, nothing else happened. Mm. And look, one of the biggest issues with this one is that there is really no information about this haunting apart from what the Warrens have told us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... and For me as an investigator, that's really frustrating. There's no other documented information about it apart. And I I can't even find out who the original psychic medium was who who gave them information. I was trying to dig down and find it. Can't find anything Mm. on it anywhere. There's no information
4: about the priest that came Mm -hmm. either, so there's no documented information about that. There's even no documented information with regard to the original haunting
3: either Mm. as far as I know. That's one I good know. thing about Hans Holzer is he documented things really well so he could go back and and have a good look at what's happened. There's also the story, which you alluded to, that Ed would tell, Ed Warren, at the museum, because they've got Annabelle in this big glass case with definitely do not touch or something written all over it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he would tell the story the last man to mock Annabelle ended up dying in a motorcycle crash. However, there are no names Or evidence. They said the girl survived, his girlfriend that was with him. Don't know who she is. Mm. There there is no proof whatsoever apart from what we're being told by the Warrens. And I also want to just address a couple of the phenomena that's happening within the house. So we know that Lou does not like the doll. Do you think that possibly he could be mucking with the girls and moving the doll around as a bit of a joke? He could would be an awful thing to do. Oh, well, I don't think it'd be awful. It's something I'd do. But, I think it's absolutely hilarious, but I would own up to it eventually. Yeah, yeah. So
4: did he, he He get to a point where it just became so out of hand, especially when they brought in...
3: A bit like amateur. Amityville. Um,
4: yeah, that <laughs> he had to sort of ramp it up to the next level and that's where he concocted this story of having this attack mm-hmm. of the doll
3: with the scratching. hmm Who knows? Yeah, Um I mean, it it would be quite possible to do it to yourself. It could be real. We don't know. We Mm -hmm. weren't there. We only have this story that has been repeated over and over because, you know, what it's like when researching, you just Mm -hmm. keep finding the same stories over and over and it drives you insane. Now, I wonder whether the Warrens actually did a
4: documentation of this because I know when I was reading that on the... Night that The Conjuring came out, Lorraine Warren was giving a talk about the original Annabelle Dole to mm-hmm. a group of people mm-hmm. and she was talking about her beliefs and how she was raised in a very, very strict Catholic family mm-hmm. and how she really believed that there are really awful demonic forces in the, in the world and her job, one of her main jobs, is to deal... And with these demonic forces and to rid the world of them and that they had done over 10,000 cases. Isn't that insane? 10,000 cases, my goodness. Their files would be enormous. Wouldn't it be wonderful to get a handle on those files, to
3: see them? Yep. Now, there was also some contradictions about who Annabelle was. Now, I believe when you were telling me the notes, you said that her body was found on their property where their their house were built. Well, there is another story that is told by Ed, and they've got a video of this, where he said that Annabelle died in an automobile accident outside Donna and Angie's apartment, and that Annabelle was six not seven I mm-hmm. mean that's that's neither here nor there. He also says the Raggedy Ann doll was given to Donna by her mother as a Christmas present mm-hmm. not a birthday present mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's when you get contradictions like this in a story it makes you start to doubt mm-hmm. And of course the movie tells a third story.
4: And it is about a satanic cult
3: yeah, the, that actually breaks in yeah, to the, the apartment. The reason why they did that was to show how the spirit came to possess the doll because they, as you said before, it was just a doll Mm -hmm. and this child spirit has found it and become attached to it, not Mm -hmm. possessed it. Whereas in the movie they wanted to show it was possessed. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's how, that's why they did what they did there. And and another thing which I found in the notes in regards to Lou is those scratches that he had in his chest that were supposedly bleeding everywhere, Mm -hmm. healed up, and we're gone in two days. Oh, okay. Miraculous. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm looking at this Lou character. If the girls have imbued this doll with their essence and their beliefs and their energy, creating a haunted object, which which can happen because if people have a fear of something, they can channel all their fear into a doll and make it a haunted doll, mm-hmm. make it a scary haunted doll, because that's mm-hmm. what their subconscious believes. Mm-hmm. These girls are believing this doll is a lovely spirit who just needs friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe the doll was protecting them from Lou. Maybe. That's just a little thought that popped into it, into, into the mind. And they were nurses. Is it possible that the little blood droplets that were found on Annabelle may have been from work? Who knows? I would say not because it, blood tends to dry up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It would have had to have been on plastic or or something that it was still but lingering. But it
4: was an assumption that it was blood. This is true. They, they said it was red. So some stories will say that it was a red substance and so the assumption is made that it's blood.
3: Now, I also found an article written by James Hennessy in 2019 and it's called I Met the Very Real and Extremely Cursed Annabelle in Connecticut and he talks about how he was invited to the Warrens Occult Museum where Annabelle is housed as a guest of Warner Brothers and his friends were very concerned that he was going to go and and meet Annabelle and said, you know, don't go and that he would bring back an evil spirit with them but he, he went out and had a look anyway So this is his description of how he saw it. Situated at the back of the Warren's house, it certainly has a sinister quality. We arrive past 10 at night, inching down the long pitch black driveway, which leads to the rear of the property, where we are greeted with a ramshackle little building bathed in red light. Stripped lighting from a hardware store, Probably, but it's atmospheric, a bit of pageantry regardless, and I, for one, appreciate it. So they've dressed it up in red light Mm. to make it look nice and scary. Yeah. I mean, we do that too in the tours. We like to use the red light. because, true. Apart from the fact it makes great photos, it also helps you not lose your night vision. True, true. So this is where Annabelle lives, and after a quick mandatory blessing by a deacon from the local Catholic Church, ensuring that I do not, by my ignorance, become a vessel for evil spirits during my visit, we enter the museum. Do you know that someone from the Catholic Church
4: allegedly came every two weeks to put a blessing on the property there? No. Yes. Allegedly. Oh, yeah. my heavens. They used to get a priest in every, every two weeks, I think, to now, do T-
3: Yeah, Tony Spiro is now looking after the house because the Warrens have passed. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to speak ill, Ill of the dead, but mm-hmm. all we can do is give you the information we are finding. And Tony seems like a lovely guy, but he said that every item in this museum has a story and he will happily tell you every single one of them. I remember another description somewhere where they said it looked like the dollar store with all the, the, the tacky little things that are in there that are haunted he tells the tale of the new england witch doll which has the power to hurt you to destroy you to kill you he goes on at length about how ed warren came to possess a genuinely frightening looking statue he identifies as a satanic idol Mm -hmm. and there's everything there from dusty books to halloween masks to plaster skulls They've all had some sort of supernatural pres- presence attached to them. Even a normal-looking plastic dinosaur toy that is supposedly the centre of a demonic possession Oh, trace. dear. There's a, a, a chunk of brick there which has come from the Borley Rectory, mm-hmm. which was the most haunted house in England, which yes. we will be covering yes, untrue True Hauntings. Will. We might do that as a special. But then there's Annabelle right up the back. And he tells them about the story about the student nurses and all of that. And a little parchment note is there which says, help me. And the Warrens, of course, claim that it was demonically possessed.
4: Mm -hmm. And they, I mean, it's not anything that is hidden away either because there are also photos of the doll and there is a tarot card attached to the cabinet and it's the tarot card of the devil, which is, you know, kind of a little bit weird. It's
3: also a misunderstanding of what the tarot of the devil is in the tarot. Yeah, but it's just,
4: just, yeah. it adds to that spookiness, I guess. Is it dramatic, Mm. you think? Just
3: a tad dramatic? So he he also goes on to say that, you know, it's not possessed by a human spirit. It's impossible for the spirit of a young girl to inhabit an inanimate object, but rather it's a demonic entity. Mm -hmm. Now, I remember seeing them moving the Annabelle doll. They had to move it from one side of the room to the other. I have no idea why but it made good YouTube viewing as you oh, saw them go in. A, yeah, that was a, a live. Their, yes, that was a
4: live. Yes. I, was, I watched that scene. And there they, you go. They, I watched They had their the holy water at the ready yep. and their rosary yep.
3: beads and everything. Yep. And, look, honestly, guys, this is very much. It's Hollywood. Uh, it's yeah, Hollywood it all over. Still, My I goodness. But I watched. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted something to happen. <laughs> I was ready for it just because I. I want to give the opportunity for this to be real. Mm. But it's heavily biased through the the blinkered vision of their religious beliefs. And they've made this huge traumatic story from this doll. But let me let me just keep going with another little bit of a story here. So I've got another story from somebody who met Annabelle. And this is a great So I'm just going to read it. On a warm Saturday night in June, a couple of hundred people gathered in the parking lot of an Italian restaurant in Monroe called Roberto's. They were patiently waiting to be checked in for an evening with Annabelle, which consists of lectures, videos, buffet, dinner, and later, an acoustic improvisation of Sloop John B., of what? <laughs> that's that name has come up a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. It's really weird. The Beach Boys. Oh, uh, da okay, da, da, yes, <inaudible> yeah, yep, right. I've got anyway, it. everyone in line had to sign a waiver before entering. Mm-hmm. Let's well, just sort of bring up the anxiety for everyone that's going in, mm-hmm. absolving the hosts from any liability or traumatic influence associated with viewing the items or being in the presence of Annabelle. Right. But this did not deter eager patrons from making jokes about the lady we're about to meet. She's going to be furious if you go in there with a phone on, the guy flying behind me said to his friend. Luckily for my sanity, Annabelle did not do anything scary while I was in her presence, though... I did see a moth flutter by her case at one point mm-hmm. and later oh, sure it was a demonic moth While listening to a recording of the interview I heard a horrible growl on the tape that was probably my stomach but let's be real it was a demon. I also kept seeing my own movements reflected in the glass and thinking she was coming for me. <laughs> Being inside the museum also left a musty smell in my hair that I didn't notice until later when I was back at home watching Curb Your Enthusiasm maybe not coincidentally the one about the doll Uh (sighs) Annabelle was quite at the Robertos too resting under a velvet blanket for much of the evening despite the fact that she's extremely haunted and dangerous everyone I talked to was excited to see her I would be too I'd Mm -hmm. like to lay eyes and see Mm -hmm. if I felt anything Mm -hmm. One friendly woman at my table had flown all the way from Georgia and brought a new dress for the occasion, as you do, to meet a haunted doll. She'd already purchased a copy, a $20 copy of The Demonologist, which is all about Ed and Lorraine's uh, career, and was planning to buy a bracelet with the pieces made of Lorraine's jewellery, proceeds going to a charity. And she told me she'd spent the night in a haunted insane asylum in West Virginia, which we were meant to go to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and claim that it would make a sceptic believe. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be getting people to these events that believe, mm-hmm. wholeheartedly believe. So apparently Tony hosts these Annabelle events in town because their house is not licensed for commercial use, which is why the museum has now been shut down mm-hmm. because they have to find a new home for it because people were complaining that, you know. Yes,
4: yep. Fifty
3: thousand yeah. million. So he declined to comment on other financial specifics, save to say that Ed and Lorraine, and now Tony, never charge for an investigation, but do accept reimbursements for travel and food expenses for more long distant journeys. Oh, that's a bugbear in the paranormal field, isn't it? About charging for paranormal investigations and helping people. Yes. But that's another that's, whole conversation. That's another episode, yeah. Uh, so the, the Warrens wrote several books about their experiences and at the evening with Annabelle, there was lots of merchandise to buy, including the New England Society for Psychical Research, hats and dog tags. But what you've got to remember, that's $75 a head and they're lining up with a couple of hundred people to go into these events and they're running these events regularly, or they were before COVID. So... Was there something to gain for Ob- them? Obviously. Obviously. And Obviously. And we've seen Annabelle also appear on Ghost Adventures. Mm-hmm. If I remember, Zach had to touch her. And it was funny oh. because he's in the dark and you see him just snatch his hand really quickly and touch the doll as if he was gonna get electrocuted. Do you uh, get possessed afterwards? I can't remember. He does like to get possessed, eh, Zach? <laughs> So really this whole case comes down to the stories originally told by Donna, Angie and Lou, which were recorded by the Warrens, presented to the rest of the world through their eyes. This was also at the time where- Satanic panic. Satanic panic. And there was the doll movies coming out. Mm -hmm. Robert the doll was well known. Mm -hmm. There was the whole Chucky Mm -hmm. thing, which you can see on Ghost Hunters React, episode one. And people all of a sudden started to look at clowns and dolls in a very different way. That's true. They had been toys and beloved objects up until that time. And all of a sudden, according to television, they can become the vessels for spirits and demons. So all it takes is for someone to plant the idea that something is haunted or has a bad feel to it, for you to then start looking at it a different way and you start to feed the energy into it in a different way. And whether it's your imagination that this thing is creating negative energy or whether you are putting that energy into the item and creating it yourself, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. It's This whole thing to me, once again, a bit like Amateurville has been told through the eyes of heavy religious bias. Mm -hmm. You've got to remember too,
4: you've got people who are well known to the public by that stage, Ed and Lorraine Warren. And there's an expectation, isn't there? And they are telling this story faithfully and in most cases people have no reason not to believe them because they are, in the end, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. And so you would assume that someone who has that type of a a title in a community and has written several books and has done what they both did, that they would be very much sincere about this particular story. Mm. I guess the thing that I felt really challenged about was the fact that there was no information anywhere online that I could find that told me the truth or told me anything beyond There's that no personal stories yep. There's
3: apart from some contradictions of stories. Yeah. There's
4: there was nothing there that you could go into, into notes, any sort of evidence, pieces of evidence that, you know, could say to you that this happened then and then this happened then and we have this piece of evidence or whatever. That becomes then really difficult because you are just left with the story that is sitting there, that could have been changed a thousand times since when it was originally told. I mean, one of the things that the studios said when they were doing The Conjuring was that the owners never really tried to throw the doll away because it had never gotten that bad. No. It had never gotten that bad. When Ed and Lorraine Warren came, they said, we'll take the doll from you, yeah. allegedly, but they had never tried to
3: get rid of the doll. And how much money have they made on Annabelle the doll since then?
4: Oh, so considering
3: well, there's another movie coming out there's soon. There's movies left, right and centre. Yeah, So they're uh, making a new one. And look, I'm just playing devil's advocate, so plug there for Isaac Butterfield's new show. Who who owns the IP? the intellectual property of Annabelle the doll. Is it the Warrens that own it or is it Donna and Angie and Lou? Well,
4: they would have given up all rights when the doll was taken from them, I'd say, very happily. Hmm. gone. yeah, get rid of it. I don't care. Would I mean, would you have even imagined that anything like that would happen from that incident that there would be in the next 20-odd years or 30 years, movie after movie after movie, yeah. made from a raggedy Ann doll? Yeah. Close to 50 years, actually, just to make us
3: feel really old. (laughs) Of
4: of course you wouldn't. You wouldn't think that, you know, it was anywhere near serious enough for that. So they would have just said, yeah, look, whatever, take the doll. We don't care. Just get it out and be done with it. So, Renata. No. Is this a new (laughs) haunting? Don't even ask me. I would say... From the evidence that I have seen or from the information that I have seen or lack thereof and because I don't have anything else at hand and I am so willing to change my mind here. Mm, so me too. Th- there's nothing set in stone with regard to any of these episodes. If someone can provide me a piece of information that helps me change my mind, I am so willing oh, and open to do so. Please send it to us. But at this stage I would have to
3: say that Annabelle is one big furphy. Yep. It is not a true haunting. I would like to join you in that statement. I I think that Lloyd summed it up nicely. This has not been looked at through the eyes of parapsychology, but rather religious bias and that it's a mountain out of a molehill. And no, I do not think Annabelle the Doll is haunted. Now, my next question is, would you touch her I'd touch her, I'd take her out
4: of the cabin and I'd give her a nice big hug. Oh, damn it! that's I would, what I was going to say. And I would take the dust off her hair and I would love her again and go, come home with me and I'll look after you. <laughs> and yes. in saying that, I ha- I now have a Annabelle doll sitting in my car waiting to go She's home She's waiting with me. for your love, Renata. <laughs> so after saying all of those things, I might have some scratches in the morning that I have to Ooh.
3: report. Arik might need to explain herself. <laughs>
4: Oh, gosh. (laughs) I might just keep her in the box for a little while longer. (laughs) But if you're going to come on to any of
3: our tours, you'll be seeing Annabelle. Oh. nice and our very own Gertie of course yes Gertie is still the the matriarch of the family Mm -hmm. so look thank you everyone for joining us on this episode of True Hauntings don't forget we now have the YouTube companion series so look for Anne and Renata on YouTube and you will find some nice little 10-12 minute videos a bit of a summary of each of these episodes and also we have our Ghost Hunters React on YouTube join us Thursday nights on Facebook for our live tarot 8.30pm Sydney time and also Monday nights we are doing a Q&A session so you can ask all things paranormal. And that's 7.30pm Sydney Australia time as well. That's on the Anna Renata Frightfully Good page. Make sure you have subscribed to us. Make sure you have liked us. Make sure you follow us so we can keep doing all this fabulous stuff that we enjoy doing too. Thank you so much for being with us. And see you on the dark
1: side. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and YouTube or visit their website www.annandrenada.com True Hauntings is a part of the Human Labs Podcast Network.